Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Of course, there was a general election in the UK yesterday, uh, which surprised an awful lot of people because, uh, well, it was not within the mandate, uh, but she, uh, being uh, Prime Minister May, decided to call a snap election, hopefully to, I guess, reaffirm her uh, majority government as they move forward in the Brexit uh, talks and negotiations. Didn't quite work out that way. As it turned out, the Conservatives ended up with a minority government. They have made a deal with one of the smaller parties there to uh, work with them. But uh, I don't know if they're out of the woods on this just yet. Joining us to talk about the implications uh, politically and economically about what happened in the UK yesterday, Marvin Ryder, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University. Good morning, Marvin. How are you today? I am fine, thank you, Bill. A lot better than Theresa May. No kidding. That had to have shocked you. It shocked an awful lot of people yesterday. Well, yes and no. So let let me take you back a few weeks. Why did Theresa May call this election? Yes, she said um, she had a majority in the parliament. But she wanted to strengthen that majority because there were people chirping on the sides around Brexit, what have you, not the least of which was the Scottish Nationalist Party. Uh, Fifty-four people in the House of Commons out of the 650 from Scotland, and they were advocating that if you go ahead with Brexit, we want to uh, have another referendum on Scotland separating from the United Kingdom. And she felt, I think, that not only could she strengthen her position, but she could do so by weakening their position. And if she could get rid of some of that internal chirping, she could better focus on the need at hand. She did not achieve the majority. She uh, uh, 325 is what you need, 326 is what you need for a majority. She got about 318, I think, is the final tally. Uh, but she did get something. The Scotland National Party lost a lot of seats. I think it was something like 19 seats. Uh, and they, they sincerely, sincerely, they've been quite diminished. So she's lost an, uh, uh, a foe, if you will. She's weakened a foe, which is good, but she's also weakened herself. That's interesting about the the Scottish referendum, and I'm glad you brought that up because there, there's a, a subplot to that as well. Uh, Scotland, of course, is one of the uh, unique parts of the UK. Uh, they are obviously part of the Greater Parliament, and they were involved in that, but they also have their own parliament. Uh, and, 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 of course, First Minister Sturgeon, or Prime Minister Sturgeon, uh, depending on your outlook in Scotland, uh, was advocating for this and, and hoping that they were going to get a reaffirmation in this general U.K. election. And, and I guess this pretty much kills this whole idea of a referendum now, doesn't it? Well, I, I never, never say never, Bill. Yeah. It's a bit like uh, the Quebec referendum situation, never say never. But it certainly seems like it's not going to happen in the next few years, uh, given what's, what's happened in this election. So, as I say, she lost an f- internal foe. But she weakened herself internally. Now, as you know, with a minority parliament, you can't really go forward. Any vote you have, you could lose, so you need an ally. And it's also interesting, uh, a winner, I'll say, of last night, a little teeny tiny party, only got elected in 10 places, but that's more than enough when you add it to the 318 to get a majority. And that's called the Democratic Union Party. Now, where's that from? Well, those people were all elected in Northern Ireland. They're very conservative, in fact, much more conservative than Theresa May. Uh, to give you an example, for instance, they're not in favor of same-sex marriage. They're, they're still against abortion rights for women. But uh, I'll say something that maybe is a little liberal about them. They're fine with Britain leaving the European Union as long as the border between Northern Ireland and uh, the Republic of Ireland is porous, meaning that people can easily move from one side to another. So she's decided to get into bed with these people. We don't think she's going to adopt some of their ultra-conservative policies, but if she negotiates Brexit, if they continue to say, you want our support, you've got to make this border porous, 
remember why Brexit happened in the first place. People did not want a porous border. They wanted to put up, for lack of a better term, a wall and, and separate England from the rest of the European Union. Now, how does she negotiate the Brexit she wants, which is a hard exit, when she's got people advocating for a soft exit like proper up in the government? Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.